Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. You're listening to Joe Hoft on today's news talk radio, TNT. Well, it's Friday, at least here in the U.S., and it's uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central, I guess 8 o'clock out Mountain, and 7 o'clock a.m. to those listening in the L.A. area. And thank you for being here. It's it's uh, a lot going on. My God, it's just hard to get your hands around all of it. Uh, we're just trying to keep up, but uh, doing the best we can. Actually, we made uh, news yesterday with that interview with Roger Stone. I'll be uh, working on that later today, even more to put up some of the comments that he shared during that interview. It was really amazing. I can tell you, I'll tell you a little story behind uh, Roger and 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 the deep state and the attacks and how how I, I'm connected as well. All, all related to these uh, accusations of things that Roger said. And Roger said, as you know, yesterday, he said, this stuff's AI that they're coming out with. This is not real. I'm th- I'm getting attorneys. I'm really suing these people for putting this stuff up. It's not true. He's tired of it. He said General Flynn has reached out to him and, and said, we're tired of getting slandered. We're going to start pushing back, suing these, you know, you know, nasty, nasty, nasty people uh, that are that are trying to steal this country. We've got fascist people to step back. I know maybe this is really hard for you to understand. If you're listening to the show, I don't think so. But we have fascists that are trying to take back over this this world. I really believe uh, the monsters from World War II, the Nazi nasty fascist people that think that they are they are the ones that that are designed run the world just nasty thinking selfish sick evil people um the same ones that are in uh, in uh, davos right now these these world economic forum monsters just monsters that think they know what's best and 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 what they do is they're evil they don't believe in freedom they don't believe in free press they don't believe in Christianity. They don't believe in freedom of religion. They don't believe in anything good. These people are monsters. They want to kill us. They think the, there's too many people in this world. They want to reduce the population. They don't need so many people to serve them, is their belief. It's sick. And they're doing all they can to create chaos and destroy this great country. And the and U.S. is the prize. We had Michelle Bachman on here say it. U.S. is the prize. We're the prize. And if they can take the U.S., they can take the rest of the world. And they're doing a damn good job under this freaking monster, Obama slash Biden. It's sick. The Biden crime family mixed with the Obama sick, sick, ill, evil. That's what we've got today. It's just so grotesque. You hear these comments coming out of Davos. These people think they rule the world and they are the ones that are going to tell us all what to do. I look back and I've had Mel K on the show and I'm kind of going on her show next week. She's invited me on her show. We'll have to get her back here. She opened my eyes to so much stuff uh, about uh, these monsters that have been really around for a long time. And and I had, we had a, a guest here from Italy on this show. Uh, Guglia 
Mariani, a beautiful lady from Italy. And she said, all these uh, European Union people, they're running it. They're all children of Nazis. It, and, you know, and, and this is who is taking over the world. It's the same fascist monsters. I, I remember writing about how one individual works for Trudeau high level person that was pushing these covid vaccines and mandates just a nasty woman whose father was a nazi who made it over to the u.s from europe and claimed certainly something other than being a nazi same with george soros i believe that guy is an absolute nazi personally this is my belief he's a nazi through and through he, at age 14 he's helping the nazis by turning in Jews and then stealing their booty along with the, the Nazis. And when the war is over, Soros claims to be a victim when in fact his family made millions, millions off of these goods that they stole from the Jews. This is the kind of people that are trying to take over our country. They're evil. They're sick. They will kill you. They will send you to concentration camps. They enjoy seeing Trump supporters imprisoned and jailed some of them jailed now for more than three years without a trial jake lang's one jake lang saved one individual's life a black man's life on january 6th that was getting smothered by the these nasty evil cops in in dc these capitol police who did this tactic of pushing people on top of people and and killed roseanne boylan she didn't make it out from under that we've had uh, Ken uh, Sargenti on our show talking about how he was there said I lost all dignity I'm crying I'm like please stop you're killing her I'm I'm you know feet away from this lady buried under all these people please stop you're killing her he says I get on my knees and beg and he says they'll never show that police cam of me begging these guys to please stop because he knew she was going to die. Finally, he just knew they they killed her. He stands up, he looks around, and this guy, the same policeman, just cracks him over the head with a stick, and blood starts going down the back of his head. This is what they did to good Americans that day that just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. They didn't realize they were stepping in to a fascist setup. People are nasty, nasty, and we could just call them Nazis, fascists. They are sick, and we need to we need to stand up against this. So much is riding on this next election. So much. We're going to see New Hampshire next week. That's coming Monday. We'll see how badly they steal that. Democrats can vote as in the Republican primaries there. We've got a nasty governor who's Sununu's son, who's who's one of this elitist children he's so sick what is it about these children of politicians liz cheney mitt romney sununu these people are so sick the bush the bushes jeb bush thinking they are just spoiled rotten little spoiled brats that didn't get their way and they are sick they're there they have this entitlement garbage Speaking about that entitlement, what is the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, doing going to Davos? I mean, what does that say about that guy? 
and, and Raffensperger, his secretary of state, who's been covering up the stolen 2020 election now for three plus years. What monsters and sickos. And now we have Rudy Giuliani get indicted by an Obama judge who's just as radical and disgusting as hell. She's a she's she's a, she's from hell. What she did to Rudy, she comes in and rules without any trial that Rudy's guilty in this case against Ruby and Shay, the two women that are also suing me and my brother and Gateway Pundit. She throws him under the bus without a trial. This is not America, folks. This is this is sick. It's sick. It's fascist tactics. This is what's going on in America. We got sickos. We got Satanists. We've got, and we're giving Satanists a voice as if, as if as Satanism is a religion. Give me a break. That is not what our founding fathers thought of when they said religion, freedom of religion. They didn't expect it to be this a satanic group that wants to just basically kill everything which is ultimately Satan's goal. Satan wants everything. And that's why fascism fits so well with Satanism and communism, because they want everything. It wants your soul, your body, everything, and wants to destroy it. Not, it's not for good, it's to destroy. And that's what's going on in this world. It's so sick. It's just beyond belief, some of the stuff that's going on. So it's easy to get freaking bent out of shape about this stuff. But I'm telling you, there's good people that are standing up and they're going to continue to stand up. And we have these great guests on our show who are people that have stood up, that will continue to stand up. Roger Stone's one. Yesterday, the story goes, Roger was interviewed by this group of Danish, they said they were Danish men from Europe, come over to interview him and do it do a documentary, tell, pretend like they're his friend. The same group came and interviewed the Gateway Pundit a few years back, and I was there. And these people, again, they're playing this game as if they're your friend. They're not your friend. They hate you. They're trying to destroy you. So anyways, that's what happened. And uh, these people caught Roger saying all sorts of stuff. And they never were there for him. They were never there to give a fair shake. The Gateway Pundit story, we never did see it. It went over to Europe. We don't know what happened with it. These guys got paid money to come over. There's like a crew of five people wandering around my brother's house at this time. You're like, what's going on here? Who are these people? We're just, you know, we're just so excited somebody's coming to finally notice us, get our due, due respect. Well, it wasn't even true. It was a lie. It's more... Uh, opportunities taken by fascists really try to destroy we again i'm hearing again last night that they're trying to up the censorship especially of advertisers on conservatives this was spoke at at davos this week this is their this is one of their main plans we will starve you to death we will starve you if you dare share the truth if you dare point out that our fathers and mothers were fascist Nazis, if you point that out, we're coming, we're coming after you. We're going to get your advertisers. We're going to take them away. Then we're going to create groups like PolitiFact that are going to spread lies about your truth. 
And we're going to call that the fact. And we're going to get people to believe in PolitiFact and these other fact checkers. They're the honest ones because we get 10 of them to hit one of your stories that's absolutely true and to say that it's a lie. I've got a great example. 2020. I look at the CDC data, CDC in the U.S., this organization related to the healthcare, and they've got data on COVID. They've got data on the deaths. And when you look at the data, it shows only 6% of all COVID deaths, they're reporting a couple hundred thousand at this time, only 6% died from just COVID. CDC's data. I write this up. I say only 6% of the people they're claiming died from COVID actually died just from COVID. Everybody else has a comorbidity. They were claiming that there was a guy who got killed in a motorcycle wreck in, in Florida. They said he died from COVID. They said that well, they, we, we tested him. He found out he had COVID at the time he wrecked his motorcycle and killed himself. It's like, what the, what the hell is that? It's all lies. They were trying to, the numbers, it was all to scare people. We talked about this yesterday. They're trying to scare people into, into complying. That's what fascists do. We cannot buy into their BS anymore. They're trying to kill us is the better thing we need to keep in mind. That's what they want to do. They want to destroy us. So when I write that up, I get about 10 fact checkers claiming that I'm wrong. They use one source, one guy who's obviously not honest because the data came from the CDC. And they're they're saying that it was that it was an error. I remember Don Jr. put out a tweet saying, my God, the data is from the CDC. What are you guys talking about? People on Twitter, went, it went viral. People were saying 6% Joe, 6% Jim. Oh, they're putting that in front of their name because we all knew it was it was garbage. People weren't dying from COVID. It was people that were sick and elderly. Those were the people that were dying with COVID. They already had problems, and they, and they, but they had to scare us. They had to make us feel so scared we'll do anything. Yes, give me the vaccine. Give it to me. When now a lot of people believe that vaccine is toxic, that it's killing people. And I got to tell you, I know some people have gotten real sick since taking that vaccine. And I know a couple that have died. So call it a theory, call it a conspiracy, whatever you want. These people want to kill us. And they don't believe in the rule of law. And they don't believe in America. They don't believe in freedom. They believe in power. And they want it all. We're going to have a great well, join us here after this break. Law, law experts extraordinaire, Joe Geneva and his wife, Victoria Tonsing. They've been with us before. We're going to try to unwind all this madness in the courts that's going on today around the country. So hang tight. We're coming back. It's going to be a great interview. We'll be right back on the Joe Hoff Show. TNT's Kate Shimarani. I'm of the, the belief that your body can totally 100% heal itself. If you remove the offending things and you flood your body with what it needs, what do your dogs and your kids do when they get sick? They lie down and sleep, don't they? They don't want to eat. They get great big temperatures and they just want to rest. What, do you think you're a special, special snowflake? You're any different? No, that's you as well. But what do they want to do when you go to the hospital? I've seen it firsthand in the last couple of weeks. They're just gonna serve you rubbish food, wheat, sugar, dairy, animal protein, tea and coffee, 
fluoridated, fluoridated, bromine, water, drugs, pharmaceutical petroleum-based drugs. Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are opportunity zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. If you're talking about it, we're talking about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, hello, this is Joe Hoff. We're back on the Joe Hoff Show. And uh, with me uh, uh, are two of the best, two of the greatest attorneys in U.S. history, if not the current ones today. They're out of D.C., uh, formerly, I should say, and uh, have done great work and are happy to be down here in Miami or in the Florida area. I shouldn't say Miami. Uh, with me, and so welcome to Joe DeGeneva De and his wife, Victoria Tonsing. Great to be with you. Happy New Year. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah, so uh, we were just talking about the weather, weather man, and then it brought up Bill Murray here during the break, and what a great movie Groundhog Day was. And seems like we get a lot of Groundhog Day sometimes. It's like, here we go again. Oh, here we yes. go again. Yes. So the same old insanity. Uh, that's been going on for some time. So I'm really happy to have you guys here to really maybe unwind some of the insanity that we're seeing in the courts uh, the, over the past uh, really just few months. Now this week, we've got the uh, e. e. Jean Carroll case moving forward against President Trump, this lady who accused him of raping her years ago, but can't tell us the day, the month, or the year. So what are you guys' thoughts? Should we start with that, or is there, is there something else you'd like to start with first? But, but the reason that Jean Carroll can bring this case is because the liberal New York state legislature said in the wake of the Me Too movement, oh, my gosh, we're going to let every woman who's ever, or person, oh, sorry, person, who's ever been sexually assaulted bring a case. And Joe and I think it's unconstitutional. We don't know how you can bring a case for far past the statute of limitations. And that's a due process violation in the Constitution. Well, what's, what's, let, let's remember why statutes of limitations exist. They exist in order to be fair to the person who's being accused. Because the law says that after a certain pe period of time, people die, witnesses forget, evidence gets lost, and but lo and behold, that's exactly what has happened in the case of E. Jean Carroll. She can't remember the date. And the reason is the statute was rejuvenated for her specifically so she could bring this case against Donald Trump. That was the only reason for it. And she had a compliant New York State legislature. Now, in my opinion, 
that extension of the statute of limitations, taking into it cases that are more than 20 years old, is unconstitutional because, as Victoria says, it denies the defendant due process, the inability to present a case in a case in which he, he or she is entitled to a civil trial under the U.S. Constitution. So I, I just think it's an outrageous abuse of governmental power. Well, there's another issue, and that's, to me, a policy issue, and that is if somebody accuses me of robbing a bank and I said, no, that's not true, you're a liar, I now can get sued for defaming that person? Are you kidding me? The, what, what a horrible public policy decision. Bad case yeah. law in New York. Bad, now, the, the problem in this case is the judge who's hearing a case is a federal judge. His name is Lewis Kaplan. And I must say, uh, speaking as someone who's been practicing law for 53 years, I'm from the old school. I'm used to having federal judges sit there, men and women, listen carefully, say things when they need to be said, but not engage in sparring with the defendant. When you have a defendant who's a little noisy or out of, what you think is out of line, you can admonish them. You can have a meeting with the lawyers at the bench, but you don't do what Judge Kaplan is doing, which is engaging in a kind of oral fisticuffs with Donald Trump. That is an embarrassment to the federal bench. It's unseemly. And in my view, it's actionable by what they call the circuit council, which is a group of senior judges in the circuit court, which can discipline trial judges for bad behavior. Oh, I'm not, not, not going to happen in New York. Don't get right on it. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but it's true. <laughs> this has been very injudicious. The, the New York bar is also wretched. Oh. In that they, they've, done, they've done nothing with the egregious uh, cases that have been brought there. Just nothing about it. And, and yet, yeah, it's, it's a quick action against Rudy because they didn't like what he argued in court. Yeah. That's horrible. No, I, it's, while you guys were talking, it hit me that there's um, that by not giving a date and time, President Trump can't really provide an accurate defense because he um, he he might have records for that day if she comes up with a date. He might have an alibi. He, should, he could have been in Europe for for. He might. He might, he might have. Oh, a remember the year, let alone the date and the day and the month. He, he he might even have an alibi. See, this is why that that statute of limitations extension is unconstitutional because it denies him the ability to preempt to present the essence of a defense. Well, we in, in the Supreme Court has called this the essence of a defense. He has been denied the essence of his de defense due to the passage of time and the inability because of her inarticulateness. Her, she's not specific. What's he supposed to defend? Yeah, it's unbelievable. This is a no-brainer yeah, for um, me. This is a no-brainer yeah. that this is an unconstitutional civil action. It's horrible. It's horrible what's happening there. And that Judge Kaplan is a long-haired freak, if you ask me, too. He, uh, what he did with that FTX case, by the way, you know, Sam Bankman Freed was given billions and millions to these uh, politicians. And, and the DOJ decided to ignore all that, throw him in prison for years. And we'll never get to the end of that. And and he was he was he was the judge that they used on that case as well. Hey, I, I tell you what, we're getting some feedback on our end. So we're going to we're going to take a quick break, see if we can get that fixed real quick. And we'll be right back. OK, 
Uh, so we'll be right back with Joe DeGeneva and Victoria Tonsing. Thank you. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. Last Friday in Pennsylvania, Joe Biden gave a campaign speech, and he wanted to make one thing perfectly clear. Trump won't do what an American president must do. He refuses to denounce political violence. So hear me clearly. I'll say what Donald Trump won't. Political violence is never, ever acceptable in the United States political system. Never, never, never. It has no place in a democracy, none. Of course, Biden's a hypocrite because he himself threatened Donald Trump several times. Press always asks me, don't I wish I were debating him? No, I wish you were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. That's what I wish. They asked me, would I like to debate this gentleman? And I said, no, I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. And Biden's not the only one to make threats and talk about violence. Watch. Donald Trump is a guy who you understand he hurts you. And, you, and my testosterone sometimes makes me want to uh, uh, feel like punching him, and, uh, which would be bad for this elderly, out of shape man that he is. You have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. So the moral of the story is, if you're a Democrat, you could talk about violence all you want and nothing will happen. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT. Military families often sacrifice precious time away from loved ones while serving our country. And for those with children, the separation can be especially difficult. We were worried that with him leaving, that she would lose those connections with her dad. Some of life's best moments happen between parents, children, and the pages of a good book. United Through Reading provides that connection. You can watch your mom or dad read a book to you, and it almost feels like they're really there. We ensure they remain a consistent, meaningful part of their children's lives, no matter the distance. Just seeing Jacob recognize Daddy again after a long time just melted my heart. And now, as we're facing greater isolation from our loved ones, United Through Reading is also available to veterans. Learn more about United Through Reading and download our free secure app at unitedthroughreading.org. This is The Joe Hoff Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hey, we're back. This is Joe Hoff. Thanks for joining us. We've got Joe DeGeneva and his wife, Victoria Tunsing, two of the greatest attorneys in U.S. history, on the phone with us now. We had a little bit of, of, of uh, feedback there, so we're going to try this up from the phone. So, Joe and Victoria, thanks again for being with us. Uh, you know, can't can't say anything higher about the two of you. Appreciate uh, all that you do and and uh, appreciate you being here. Delighted to be with you. Can, be with you can you hear us okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. The... Um, so we were talking about the New York case with Kaplan, which is infuriating. I, I, you know, you guys are mentioning the statute of limitations is long gone in that case. And then we got this crazy guy who was a Clinton appointee um, arguing with Trump the other day in the court. Just outlandish. These people are, have you ever seen the disrespect that these people have towards uh, President Trump, even in the, even now in the courtroom? What is, what is most disturbing to me is that judges all over the country, both state and federal, seem to have been infected with some 
with some anti-Trump, uh, I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's very unseemly. Um, uh, it's just bizarre. I don't, I don't quite understand, especially in the District of Columbia. I was just, just going to go there. In the District of Columbia, the way that this bar, the, the, the judges in, in the federal system in the District of Columbia have been silent about the pursuit of the January 6th defendants and the techniques used by the Justice Department going through finding people uh, where they were on their phones. Did they do that with Antifa? Did they do that with BLM? No, they only did it with people with January 6th to send a message, you better not support Donald Trump. Absolutely, it's just, to me, I, I was mentioning in the first segment, just this is fascism. This is what they want to do. They want to scare us. So we'll never protest a stolen election. We'll never stand up and say anything about this government that's, you know, tyrannical now and that's abusing us, that's destroying the economy, in, inviting in millions of people. We don't know who they are. Uh, and we're supposed to sit back and be quiet because if you don't, I'm going to after you. We're going to throw you in jail for years. Some of those cases on January 6th are unbelievable. What, what about these... Uh, cases uh the the case itself against trump in uh dc that it i guess that's been paused now to some extent because trump's team is uh has has moved it now to the supreme court i guess or maybe it was jack smith what's your thoughts on that case well jack smith tried to get the supreme court to do a hurry up and decide uh issue and the supreme court turned him down and said go back to regular order but it will be appealed to the supreme court and that is the immunity issue whether they're going to take it or not we don't know but that is whether the president not that he's above the law for goodness sake that's the way people against trump like to frame it that nobody's above the law no it the issue is whether he was acting within the scope of his presidential duties when he was giving a speech um, in front of the capitol complaining about voter fraud was that in the legal term? Was that in the outer perimeter of his duties as president? Yeah, seems pretty straightforward to me. I guess I'm biased, but uh, uh, and I know the data behind the election. Uh, he had every right to be saying that stuff. It was outrageous what they certified that day, and they never should have, in my opinion. But how is that? How is that a crime? I don't. I can't understand it. What? What? As you guys look at this, what? Do you, do you buy their argument? Well, I think what's really disturbing is some of the new things we're learning, which we learned over the last couple of days about how the administration went to Bank of America and other banks and asked them to do data searches based on keywords like MAGA and Trump and uh, just shopping at Dick's Sports. Dick's Sporting Goods. For God's and, sake. Uh, I mean, just amazing stuff, trying to get purchase information about weapons and other things. Um, what we have is right now uh, with the Biden administration is a lawless, overreaching law, federal law enforcement that needs to be clipped. And the only way that's going to happen is with a new president and a Republican Congress. Um, it's pretty obvious that both Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray believe that they have a free hand, that they can do whatever they want that the federal judges around the country are generally going to give them leeway to do whatever they want. They and, and, and in fact, they have demonstrated that they're doing that, giving them that leeway. Uh, but clearly the conduct of the attorney general and the FBI director 
goes beyond the pale of constitutional limitations. But here's the, there's a supportive press, and they couldn't get by with any of this if the media weren't so supportive of the Democrats' arguments. I mean, if, you, if Donald Trump gives a speech about illegal immigration, CNN portrays it that he's a racist because he doesn't want immigrants in the United States. Yeah, you're, you guys are spot on, Joe. I was thinking back to uh, back in my days in Hong Kong. I was there till 2020, uh, going for a nice walk in the evening. I tried to listen to your your voice whenever I could find it on YouTube at the time. Then they took you off YouTube. But uh, I remember once you went <laughs> off on Chris Ray. This was during the Mueller gang and that whole episode. You just went off on this guy. You said this guy is so out of touch, so corrupt. I remember that. This Chris Ray's been doing this for years. Yes, this was Chris Christie's recommendation to Donald Trump to replace Jim Comey. Um, Victoria and I told them not to pick Chris Ray. We gave him reasons. And, of course, they ignored us because Trump had the worst personnel decision makers in himself and the people around him. First of all, we told him to fire Comey on Inauguration Day. And he said, I can't do that because it's going, my, my, uh, my daughter and son-in-law tell me it's going to look bad. How did it look when I mean, he fired him in how's April? It, how's it look now? Mm. Yeah, no, you're right. In you o- guys are right. In order, and, drain, and, in order to drain the swamp, Joe, you need to know who and where the alligators are. And Donald Trump did not mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. And quite frankly, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not sure on somebody, they probably got to go too because there just isn't enough time to figure out who all's good and who's bad. If there's a question mark on somebody, get rid of them. I think that's how it has to be done. Come in, just clean the house, get some good people in there. The way you do this is the way Bill Clinton did it. First day in office, you fire all the United States attorneys. You remove the attorney general of the United States and you remove the FBI director immediately. And then you send people into those positions on a temporary basis by choosing people that are already in the bureaucracy, and you elevate them to positions of authority with a daily reporting regimen to the Office of White House Counsel. Because it's pretty clear that federal law enforcement, which to me is the most important part of this puzzle, uh, is out of control and needs to be wielded in. The other thing you do is, in my opinion, you need somebody at OMB who's really going to be a nutcracker. And that, to me, is Vivek Ramaswamy. I think he would be a fabulous director of the Office of Management and Budget. He would love the power that would come with that. That is the single most powerful position in the executive branch other than the president, is the director of Office and Management. If they can stop things in a New York minute, uh, they, can make, they can reorganize agencies. They can move people out of jobs. They have vast, vast power. So the person that's in that job has to be creative and tough. And I think Vivek Ramaswamy has to be the OMB director, if, if, if Trump is lucky enough to get elected. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we will see, I guess, the election. There's a lot of work uh, it's being done on it. And you guys know I've written uh, three books on the subject. One thing we've done here recently, I'll just tell you, I'm going to come out with a report probably in the next week, I'm hoping, 
uh, with our results, but this team I put together, we started looking at the election process just overall, tried to identify what are the controls that have to be in place in order to ensure that you have a, a, an accurate, transparent, and, and free and fair election. And so we put this right. list together and there'd be a control. A control might be something like, um, well, for if somebody wants to register, they need to be a U.S. citizen, they need to show, show proof of that. They need to show proof of residency. They need to show proof that they are who they are. And then we jump into all these other areas. And we had about 500 rows of controls that we think should be in place. And per our initial analysis here, we're finding out that less than 40% of those controls are actually in place. So as we look around, and this is the system that we're relying on to use who's going to run the, the presidency or any other any other position that we're elected on. And um, it's pretty, I, I think it's a great study because it's a great starting point. Here's where we really are. Is this really where we want to be? And I know from the corporate world, every single control had to be in place by the time you signed off on your financials. If we had air, we would do our testing in September. If there was any controls that weren't working properly, we'd test them. Around the world, thousands of controls well, then we'd have to retest them at year end. You better make sure they're working. And they had to be absolutely in place by the time we sign off on the financials. And uh, But with our election, we're saying, well, 70 to 60% of our controls aren't in place. This is insanity what we're going through here, folks. It's it's crazy. Well, and we've got a lot of work to do, I think, before this election comes up. Well, it's pretty obvious that by relying on mail out ballots where you send them out to everybody, whether they want them or not, by putting millions of mail-out ballots in the system, you invite fraud. Nobody knows what's ha what happens with those ballots. They, get, they can go anywhere. They can be signed by anybody. And with no signature and identification verification, who's to know? Hey, Joe. Yes, that ballot. When, when I voted in Maryland, and I, <laughs> the time I voted in Maryland a few years ago, I started to get out my driver's license, and the woman said, no, we're not allowed to ask you. We can't, we can't ask you for any identification. And when I voted in Florida last fall, guess what? They said, identification, please. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's the difference. Mm -hmm. And, and Guys, Maryland I tell you is a Democrat, right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the Maryland, no there's this it's, thing. It's the difference. Yeah. And, uh, well, there's this one vehicle that they put in place. They're called something like federal ballots. And, and quite frankly, there's no controls on them. Anybody can sign up to, get a, to, to be eligible to vote using this federal ballot program. It's just for federal elections, but you don't have to provide an ID. You don't have to provide proof of citizenship. You don't have to provide uh, proof of residency. You just put your name and your address down, send it in, and that's all that needs to be done. And the number of those votes escalated over the last few elections. And like, for example, in Arizona, it's it's you know they 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 being the bad guys realize well I I could go to I could put people's names down from Uganda on this and send them in, and we're going to get somebody in the voter roll. It's not even real, and nobody, you know, there's no check process on it at all. This is the insanity. Some of the stuff that's going on, like you said, mail-in ballots, and uh, the, I think the machines—they're—they're they're very, very questionable. Questionable. We've got new systems now that we're not even talking about. So I'm pretty concerned about well, that. We'll be no. talking about that here more and more. 
Joe, you can blame the yeah. state legislatures because under the Constitution, as you well know, they're in charge of the, of the state. And, and I, I have a very dear friend who went into the White House in 2020 and said, you've got problems in these various states. And the White House ignored my friend. They, and the, the mm. voting in Georgia, uh, they, Kemp, the governor, Kemp, made an illegal, unconstitutional deal with Stacey Abrams that he would do that. We call them mail-out ballots. We would want you to join us in calling them mail-out ballots because they would mail out ballots to everybody on the voter roll, as Joe said, ripe for fraud. And then they had unsecure ballot boxes. Now, when Kemp mm. ran for governor in 2022, two years later, they had changed all those laws. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, Kemp's over at Davos right now, I believe this past week, over in Switzerland with World Economic Forum. You just, it's like you can't make this stuff up. Speaking about Georgia, what do you think about this, what came out this past week about Fannie Willis and how her boyfriend was uh, was spending time in the White House with Biden? Well, I think what's really fascinating about that is that the trial judge in the case, Scott McAdoo, has... Uh, set a hearing and is going to require testimony and affidavits to be submitted under oath about the allegations made by one of the defendants in the Trump case. Uh, this is fairly serious stuff. She clearly has a conflict of interest, apparently, on the, on the record. Uh, whether, uh, we don't know the nature of her relationship, definitely, with this guy, Nathan Wade, but it appears that they traveled together uh, around the United States and in the Caribbean. Um, he is a, a contractor for the for the county. Um, she has to have a business relationship with him. Uh, the, the court is looking into all of the allegations, and I think for her, um, it's not a good thing. And and she makes a big deal over the fact that he's only getting two hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Well, when you bill twenty hours a day, that adds up to some money. It's not the hourly rate, it's how much you're billing, for gosh sakes. Any lawyer knows that. Hmm. Hmm. Crazy. What about him being in the White House? Uh, I heard, I, the report I heard yeah. was that he was, he was there the day that Jack Smith was appointed. Um, I, I think the, the reasons for his visits to the White House need, need to be examined. Um, perhaps they will be examined in this hearing. I think it's scheduled for February 28th. Um, and that will be a, a very important thing to learn more about those visits, what they were, why he was there. I can't think of a good reason for a local attorney other than politics to be at the White House. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't being consulted as a local civil attorney on international trade matters. There was also one day when he billed for traveling to another city in Georgia, I think it was Athens, to meet with a White House counsel. So what was right. that all about? So I think there's... Plenty of uh, reason for testimony under oath involving Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis so that we can find out the facts. Uh, she claims it's all racism. Um, she says she yeah. says the two special assistants to Mr. Wade are both white, and there are no accusations about them. Now, I ask you, is, is that a good way for a public official to talk? I mean, she really is a mm. thug. Uh, she's a legal mm. thug. It's amazing. And, and their, bill, yeah. their bills are about a third or a fourth of what his are. They, they don't come near to his. I mean, it's, it's, this is a joke. And so the testimony at that hearing is going to be very important. Mm. 
Well, didn't we find out too that she had an affair with a she had an affair with a uh, uh, one of the uh, individuals that they were prosecuting? I, I think a gang leader. There's a, uh, allegations of that. I've heard references to it, but I don't know the specific. Yeah. Well, that's what hearings are for. She can she can be asked questions yeah. about that on the witness stand. But as she says, I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> Yeah, no argument there. Okay, she finally she finally said something we can agree on. Yeah. What about uh, by by the way, guys? This since we talked last, Rudy Giuliani had his case with uh, Ruby and Shay. And I don't know if you guys know, Jim and I and the Gateway Pundit have been sued by the same group: Ruby and Shay, uh, Protect Democracy, Yale Law School, large f- law firm in St. Louis. They're all representing. Uh, Ruby and Shay coming after us, claiming that we defamed them after the 2020 election by reporting on what we saw on video uh, that Rudy had released uh, during his one of his uh, one of his uh, I guess you know what would you call sessions in front of the in front of the Senate I believe it was in Georgia. What did you think about the way he was treated in that case? Well, you knew what was going to happen with the D.C. jury to any Republican. Yeah, that that was a foregone conclusion, but the fact that they tripled the amount, but even Rudy couldn't pay the what they were asking for, which was the what forty eight million. Well, the the other the other thing was that was not even a trial. That was a default judgment that the judge in that case, Judge Beryl Howell, entered because he had not submitted documents by a certain date, and um, so she entered a default judgment. So there was never a trial on the fact. There was simply a default judgment by her on the merits of the case, and then the rest of the case was about damages. And, and Joe, I'm familiar with that um, video that you're referring to. And I remember asking, and again and again, has that been looked into? Has that been investigated? And I had never gotten an answer. From, like, from anybody, I guess. Oh, we never we we never heard anything about. Did people about go in the grand jury? I mean, what was the evidence? What I can I yeah. cannot get any factual basis for it. We don't know uh, what happened. Wow, and that's that's why what that that's why not knowing information. That's why you have investigations so that you don't have to speculate and wonder what happened. Yeah. That, so there should have been right. a far-ranging investigation at the time, immediately upon that revelation. Whatever mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, absolutely. Was. Yeah. What we what we are finding out is that there was a, an investigation. I, I don't even even know if I'd call it that. To me, it was a cover-up uh, that this uh, individual did with the Secretary of State's department. He then um, was used, I believe his, his then cover-up was used, I believe, eventually by the FBI. That's what they relied on. There's some documents out there even suggesting that was the case. And this guy, he, uh, in my opinion, he, it, it was not accurate what he was saying at all. I, um, I'm pretty sure I, I could destroy this guy if I could start asking him questions about really what happened that day. We, when we looked at that video that Rudy released, we could see that uh, that there were that, for example, Ruby had taken uh, the ballots, the same stack, and r- ran it through this tabulator three times. Now, an argument from their side might be. That well, they but they were never counted, and so they would have to somehow determine, you know, that they weren't. You'd have to either get the 
paper ballots or the um, uh, the ballot images, and um, and I don't clearly they haven't done that because I tell you what, guys, I can tell you some information. I have some insider information. We believe we have evidence that there was multiple batches that were ran through multiple times, not just video evidence. We have uh, some other evidence to basically prove that. And we've got a new attorney in our case, and we, um, you know, or you know, we, we, we're I, I'm so appalled by this. I've never been accused of being, uh, you know, defaming anybody, and I get these uh, individuals saying I defamed them when, in fact, they were they were the ones on video, you know, doing this stuff. When we study the video, we can see what they were doing. There's um, there's these rationale and reasons that they're coming up with, but the cold hard, you know, facts are if we can look at the ballot images or if we can look at the hard copies, we can absolutely prove that these things were put through multiple times. There's still 140,000 ballots in Georgia that are stuck in the courts, hard copies that these people want to look at because when they did this audit afterwards and recounted all the ballots these people said well we recounted these but there's 140,000 that it looks like they're all carbon copy so that's this whole case that's been going on for three years now i believe it's still stuck in uh, either the appellate court or the lower court the supreme court of georgia pushed it back and said yes you have standing to look at these but those hard copies are sitting there somewhere if they haven't been tainted already that would that uh, need to be looked at. They need to be looked at in in all these cases in Georgia related to Trump. Rudy, I think his team need to look at them, and we want to look at them as well. Hey Joe, when and where are you going to trial? We were uh, two years ago. We were uh, uh, whatever the term is handed uh, the uh, documentation that we've been sued, and and they sued us in the city of St. Louis. Uh, Jim's business, the Gateway Pundit, was uh, was and I believe still is located in uh, St. Louis, uh, maybe city, maybe county. So they did that despite the fact that Rudy, Ruby and Shay are in Georgia and I was here in Florida uh, and still am. They uh, sued us in St. Louis City. And that and we just had a hearing this week where the court has has moved the date of our trial now to March of 2025. Oh wow. Wow. Yeah. But we've got uh, we've got a lot of evidence about uh, about what's going on. I think every day we find out more and more really. That's how it is it seems like, but um I'm I'm very confident and it, but, you know you guys know I was an auditor for years and executive over in Hong Kong. And, I can't believe how you you know at the time video video evidence was pretty damn good evidence. You know, I know now with AI it's going to be really challenging to validate what's what's real and what's not, but the video that Rudy Ruby uh Rudy Shade uh, showed of Ruby and Shay, see if I can say that right. I thought that was very legitimate at the time. I thought, man, you can't show anything better than that. I don't know what your guys thoughts are on that. I don't know. We don't know because we, you know, we just saw what everybody in, uh, saw and we said, okay, well, let's find out what the facts are. But, but yeah. nobody ever got back to me that there was an investigation. No, nobody ever, you know, talked to anybody about it. So we'll find out.
Yeah, and there's some discussions that Ruby had after the incident, and there's all there's a lot of stuff out there. So uh, if we can get to the truth, I think uh, it, it'd be great. Like with Rudy's case, like you said, Joe, he didn't even have a he didn't even have a trial. This corrupt Obama judge just uh, uh, who I believe is involved in this other thing with Jack Smith that came out this past week, where where he was been basically, I think they've done this before, Joe, if I understand it right. In another case, Jack Smith's saying, basically, we will give you the information we think you need. We're going to be the judge and the purveyor of what we think you need to look at. We're not going to give it all to you. We're just going to give you pieces. And Trump's team keeps asking, no, we want it all. We want to, we want to look at it. And um, I thought that this well, one judge that's with Rudy was, in, was involved in that in some way. No, there, there are, yes, here's, here's the thing. The, the judge that was involved in Rudy's case is named Beryl Howell. She's the retired chief judge. She's still sitting in a senior status. She was involved in all the decisions involving attorney-client privilege in the, in the Trump case there with Judge Chutkin. Mar-a-Lago. She was the one that in the Mar-a-Lago case made all the decisions. Mm. Remember, before it was, we, we, we questioned, why are they doing the grand jury in D.C. for the case in Miami? And that's what they did. They yeah. used her and, because they knew she was a patsy. And Judge Chutkin is the one that's got the current case in D.C., um, which is where all this uh, information about the insurrection and all that is being alleged. Yeah, what a mess. What a mess. Did you guys ever think our course would be this bad? No, no, never did. No, never did. When I when I went to the Justice Department under Reagan, uh, I always said that if Republicans got in, there would be more pornography cases, and if the Democrats were in, there were more antitrust cases. But never against political opponents. Never, never against the political party. I've never seen it. Mm. Yeah, Joe, does it make you want to just cry seeing how badly our justice system's been uh, torn apart? Well, I think that's why it's important for people to vote in 2024. This is the election of, a, of the century. Uh, it's very, very important to right the ship of state. And the only way to do that is replace Joe Biden or any Democrat Amen. who's going to run in his stead if Joe doesn't make it to the finish line. So whether it's Trump or anybody else, Republicans have to win. They have to keep this. They have to take the Senate and the House as well, because if you win the presidency and you don't have the House and the Senate, there's not much you can do. Play right. defense. Right. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe clean house. Maybe some of these. The if we can win the presidency, maybe we could at least get a sane uh, FBI. Hopefully, um, we'll see. Well, that's going to be can do. really that you can. That, yeah. that, that you can do. You can you can run the FBI and DOJ and the agencies, and with the OMB, you can reorganize agencies and move people around so they can't be obstructionists. But it's a big job, and it takes smart people. And Trump needs to be better at picking people if he's lucky enough to get elected. And he needs to be much more of an ass kicker. He just isn't. People yeah. will go in and tell him, "You've got to get rid of the White House staff. These are people that were left over from Obama," and he wouldn't do it. Yeah. You're right. And, and, we, him, and of and all people, him, we thought... need him alive. With... The other thing yeah. he has to do is he has, it... to reverse, he, he has to reverse all of those executive orders that Obama side yeah. signed, allowing access to the presidential daily briefing to about 16,000 people from about 100. Yeah. 
Yeah, crazy. Hey, Joe, uh, D- uh, Victoria, Happy New Year. God bless. Uh, can't wait to have you back. Thanks for joining me so much. Really appreciate all, all your knowledge and expertise. You bet. Have a great, great day. Take care. Happy New Year. Thanks so much. Happy New Year. Thank you. We're back Monday on the Joe Hoff Show.